Hello and welcome to Follow Me and Die. I'm your host, Larry Hamilton, and tonight on episode number 84, Tuesday Tales, Taxidermy, where I tell the tale of adventurers wanting to preserve their kills and make a name for themselves. But first, a couple of call-ins. First up is Jeremy from the Thought Eater podcast. I called and left him a message about his episode on smells, finding the serendipity of my just-the-day-before episode on all five senses, and he gave me a great compliment. Thanks a lot, Jeremy. I appreciate it. Hey, Larry. I got your message. Yeah, I've been thinking about this one for like a week once I got the idea because I'd be sitting around all week and not, you know, have a podcast going and be like, I want to do something, but I don't want to do something that long. So I went ahead and planned out. I've got one on smells, you know, that I did. And then I've got another one already planned out for next week about um, kind of not delaying getting to the stuff you really want to run. It's going to be called get, get to the good stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I just got done. Um, listening through your podcast so I can hear how there's um, similarities. But honestly, I think you do a much better job than me explaining things clearly and coherently. So, um, but I really appreciate you checking it out as always, man. I really appreciate your support. So thank you. And then he calls in about my episode on railroads versus the sandbox. Hey, Larry. Froth here. I wanted to compliment you on another great episode. I really enjoyed the railroad episode. And, um, yeah, I definitely don't think that, you know, having events kind of going on around the PCs and you know, campaign world is railroading at all. It's good to bring the, that's the kind of thing that brings the world to life in my opinion. But I saw, uh, I think it was Sean Merwin who writes a lot of 5e adventures, um, uh, on Twitter say, you know, to picture what your campaign world would be like in a year if the PCs didn't exist and that that can give you a lot of different plot hooks and ideas for things that are going on. And I thought that was good advice, but, uh, something to think about. I, I enjoyed, uh, this very much as always, and I'll talk to you next time. And I really appreciate that, Jeremy. Thank you very much. So now on to today's topic, taxidermy. Somehow I feel like I've talked about this on a past episode, and if I have, I apologize. After 88 episodes, it all kind of blurs together after a while. So in my home campaign with my two sons and sometimes their friends and my oldest son's now fiancé, they were finding all kinds of creatures and fighting them and killing lots of them and so forth. And they got a hold of some treasure maps that said there were some tombs in the former hills that are now covered with trees, and so it was harder to find them, and they went off wondering and trying to find this complex of tombs among the hills that are now covered with trees. And eventually they found them. Some of them were easy to get in, get past whatever obstacles there were, and get the stuff. And the one that seemed to stop him in their tracks was one that had piercers in it. That really freaked him out. 
and another had some large boulders in front of the entrance that they didn't have the right equipment to move, and I don't think they've ever gone back to that one. But one of the ones they came across, so one of the ones they came across was the lair of a minotaur. And of course they found it when the minotaur was out hunting. And they go in and they overcome whatever minor little critters were in there, some centipedes or something, and nothing else too difficult. And they found a lot of the loot back in there. And of course they're leaving as the minotaur comes home. And of course the minotaur wasn't too happy about that. Well, they weren't that high a level. They were maybe third level. And this minotaur... I don't remember how many hit dice those have in AD&D off the top of my head, but it was like a fifth, five or six hit die creature, maybe more. And, you know, they're strong. They do a lot of damage. He had, of course, his giant double bit axe. And as is typical, I roll like crap when my monsters are attacking. And so they handily beat the crap and killed this minotaur. And for some reason, the impressiveness of this creature was such that they decided they had to have a trophy and so they'd managed to get a wagon back into where this was and they hack off its head and they go back to town and they're like is there a taxidermist in town well of course i had not thought of placing a taxidermist in town and i thought sure why not and so there was a taxidermist in town and i made fun out of the whole experience. They go to the taxidermist. He tells them how much he's going to charge them. It was a large sum of money. And they are like, no problem. Let's do it. And he told them how long it would take. Well, I thought, okay. A town used to adventurers. The unusual. The taxidermist cleared out his shop. And was charging admission for people to watch him work on this thing. So when they'd go to check on it. There'd be a crowd around the taxidermy shop. Everybody ooing and aahing as this guy's doing whatever he does to prepare the head for mounting. And finally the day comes and uh, they show up and they get a carpenter built this, basically a wall behind the seat of their wagon and mount the minotaur head on it. So wherever they go, there's this minotaur head up above the driver and passenger. <laughs> so everybody knows these guys are bad. They killed a minotaur. One another time... They fought some ogres. They found a warren of ogres, and the ogres had kidnapped a young person or something, and they go and they sneak in and use their magic to sneak in and get the lay of the land and see how many ogres there are, and they managed to maximize their tactics, and they beat the ogres. And I guess the biggest and baddest one, they took its head, and they got it taxidermied, and they mounted it next to the minotaur. So wherever they're going, they're fighting big tough creatures and getting the head mounted to add to their trophy wall that they take with them everywhere is in the back of their mind. So one time, and I think I've mentioned this before, they ran across a troll and they'd never run across a troll before. And the troll starts coming and swipes at them and they get out of reach of the troll and get to their wagon and they're riding and the troll's following and they're shooting arrows and they obviously hit the thing, but it's still coming like, oh my God, how many hit points does this thing have? And they didn't know it regenerated. And they uh, were a long way from town. So they're beating feet as fast as they can to try to get back to town. And the troll is 
hungry and tired and going after them and trolls aren't afraid of a whole lot. They finally get within sight of the walls and within range of the defenses on the walls of town and uh, that's what finally dropped the uh, troll. And my oldest son David has his character jump down off the wagon and take out his sword and get ready to hack its head off because they're going to go mount this sucker. And uh, the guards from town come running up and one of them says, no, don't burn it. It's a troll. <laughs> and unfortunately, they were close enough to town that that was the fair thing to do. But it would have been fun for that troll to get back up and start whacking on them. So yes, they almost had a troll head mounted. I can just imagine the troll, but unfortunately it would have grown a whole new troll. But having a troll head there talking to them as they go, that would have been funny. Those are the only things that have been taxidermied in my campaign. I've not run across that anywhere else in any games I've ever played in or any other game I've ever ran. So I'm curious, do you have stories of any of the players in your game or so forth where the creatures that have been killed have been taxidermied and either the whole body mounted in a pose or the head mounted on the wall? I'd like to know if other people have done something like that. I think that's interesting. So thank you for listening to Tuesday Tales this week. I really appreciate you taking the time. I hope you're having a wonderful day and game on. And here's the end blurb. You can find Follow Me and Die at my blog, followmeanddie.com, here on Anchor and the other places where my podcast is syndicated, Follow Me and Die on YouTube, and you can find me on various sites where you see my social media avatar by the amazing Satine Phoenix. I have a social page on my blog that directs to all of my various social media. To get more of my thoughts and opinions in the realm of RPGs and games, check out my other sites. I also contribute to Multiverse.World by the new TSR. If you like the podcast and the other things I share online, there are a few ways you can support my efforts. First, tell me and tell others. Just getting the word out is important. Consider backing me on my Patreon. Patrons get a vote on what PDF I publish next on one bookshelf. You can check out my growing list of PDFs at either DriveThruRPG or RPG Now. And if you like what you see, please let me know. And if there's something that doesn't quite suit you, please let me know. Constructive criticism is very important for those of us who publish our own PDFs. I also have a Teespring store where you can get a shirt with my logo. The same one by Satine Phoenix. Thanks for listening. And game on.